0: versus the World productions nerds on the internet what more could you ask for www.vtwproductions.com listen to casually hardcore Sundays at 4pm Eastern if it's geek it's fair game come and get your geek on hi this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito and you are listening to versus the world radio
1: For Tuesday, the 11th of December, 2012, this is Alpha Geek Interviews. I am your host, Todd Whitehead, joined today by my lovely wife.
2: Eyelight, Rebecca Whitehead.
1: And our Alpha Geek victim for this episode is the author, Jim Butcher. Mr. Butcher, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, be on our little podcast corner of the interwebs. Oh, no problem. (laughs) Now, we've grabbed you recently after the publication of your most recent book in the Dresden Files series, Cold Days. Um, from all of us to all of you, thank you for another fine installment in the franchise.
0: Oh, well, uh, thank you for paying money for it.
1: Every which way I can. Uh, let's see we have. So far, we've got hardcover, Kindle, and Audible covered. I'm not sure if you sell it in direct brain implant version yet, but if you do that, we'll be first in line.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a penguin's department.
1: Dang it. We'll get them on the case. Cause you know, this whole having to read it thing. So time consuming.
0: All right. Let me make a note.
2: Download directly yes. to brain.
1: Yes. yes. Get right on that. Cause we know you have that power.
2: New Amazon feature. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, for any of our listeners who may be living in a cave or have never listened to any of our shows before, um, tell the world a little bit about the Dresden Files and the Dresdenverse in general. What is, what is someone, what is the new reader in for when they come knocking at uh, Stormfront's door? Uh, the Dresden Files is a series uh, that's essentially a, a blend of
0: the kind of private eye genre with the... Um, yeah, with a um, contemporary fantasy. Uh, it's um, one of my favorite descriptions is think Buffy the Vampire Slayer, starring Philip Marlowe, and uh, uh, although Philip Marlowe, I wouldn't, I would pick him. I would say starring Spencer. Uh, Spencer's a little more wise ass than, than Philip Marlowe, I think. Yeah, I see uh, that. And, uh, uh, and and that's really that's, that's that's basically what I write. Harry's uh, he's more or less the the supernatural sheriff of Chicago. And uh, uh, so, whatever whatever particular supernatural threats have
1: been
0: coming his way, that's what he's dealing with on a daily basis.
1: And from there, awesomeness ensues. Um,
0: I, I would say insanity ensues, and uh, there are some people who, who seem to
1: enjoy it. Insanity is often awesome. Now, I need to warn you uh, that you have made my list. Um, I've to, I, I told you I was going to tell him this. Um, yes, you are, you, did. you are a, a, on a very special list containing only three creators so far. Um, you're on there with uh, Ronald Moore and Joss Whedon. As creators, if I ever get to m- meet you in person, I've promised to um, hug you and then hit you in the face. Um, right. Because that's okay. what all good fans do, right? Um, yeah, I, right I, before I, they go, I, go to jail. My lawyers advise me not to comment. <laughs> <laughs> Very wisely, um, right. you have gotten you've you've managed to get me to emotionally invest in characters that you then do unexpected things to. Um, so getting me to actually buy into a character is not easy. So congrats on that, and then you, oh, am- you and then you ambush them with you know horrible things that happen as part of their lives in your universe, and I have to deal with that. So. Uh, try not to ever meet me at a convention because I don't want to have to go to jail for hitting you.
2: He, prom- right. he promises he won't actually hit you.
1: <laughs> no, but I have a strong urge and, and I'll just sum it up so. with your, your most, most recent violation, um, Molly, and we'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, but yeah, you're, you're a special, uh, dearly held uh, list in my heart of content creators who actually get me to care about their characters. Knock it off. What?
0: Well, it's like uh, all these folks are, you know. Sure, if something happens to Dresden. Fine, no big deal. You, you kill him, <laughs> shoot him, whatever. That's what okay, hasn't I'll happened to him. Lay a finger on Molly, people get upset.
1: You damn right. <laughs> uh, that's actually, the a recurring theme in most of your uh, episodes of the the Dresden universe usually involves Dresden getting beaten down in new and creative ways. Um, is that part of your normal story arc development, or is it just how it's happened?
0: Oh, um, I, I, I wouldn't say beaten down. Um, I, I, beaten up, maybe. Yes. Uh, I try to think positive, you know. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: um, <laughs> he's, he's half alive, uh, rather than being half dead uh, by the end of the book. Um, uh, it's not something that I plan out specifically, but I think it's something that, that good storytellers do. Um, it's not. It, it, it's it's more it's more involving. It's more exciting. It's more uh, interesting a story when you're actually facing uh, um, various sorts of of, of adversity and, and more importantly various sorts of consequences for your actions. Uh, your character when your character does that in a story that's part of what makes the, the story world more real and more believable. Um, one of the one of the themes of the Dresden Files is, is that you can't get away from the consequences of your choices, and uh, uh, Harry gets to run into that that particular wall over and over and over
1: and over again. And will he learn?
0: Oh, oh certainly he's learning. It's it's the question is will he learn fast enough to survive? Uh, um, it is you know that's a that's an ongoing question of of the Dresden Files. Um, I don't know. Uh, you never really seem to gain wisdom as fast as you need it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, wisdom is that, is, or, is that thing that comes when you screw up hard enough. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the, that's, that's the dumb way to get wisdom, uh, but it's a very sure way. Uh, um, and uh, Dresden is, is, is all about learning the sure way, I think.
1: Well, I've, at the end of each novel, I was always finding myself thinking, okay, next time, how is he, the author going to top this? As far as how low Dresden finds himself before winning the day in one way or another, and this last book, he was literally naked by the end. I said he found a way to take him to a new place.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of harking back to earlier books in the series uh, uh, in, in this book, I think, and the, the, that, that that particular to the, that particular. Instance was a callback to Stormfront, which was, you know, pretty much what I did to him in Stormfront too. So, uh, uh,
2: I was uh, uh I was going to comment. I'm sorry to on no, one ahead. of your storylines um, that I find. I I actually have watched, you know, watched your writing as you have matured your character and and really really enjoyed watching him grow up, um, if in that delayed wizarding kind of a way. Um, You know, body not changing too much. But one of my um, actual favorite story arcs was the way that you played with Laceal. And having him in Dresden's head, having her or her rather, having her grow up um, separate from the rest of herself and have experiences separate from the rest of her um, as was contained in the coin and then dresden's emotional reaction to her being gone and the the idea there and then in in the next book when you actually continued and had everyone basically not realize that she was out of his head and gone and not be able to comprehend that there was perhaps another way for that to happen other than taking up the coin and choosing to release it i thought that was really just a tremendous um set of storytelling where you maintained consistency in your universe but definitively showed a relatively short-lived character um and dresden both grow substantially from it
0: oh well you'll like the next book then
2: awesome this is just it's it is one of the things that you know you don't always have to have you know, obviously I love the Slugfest, but you don't have to have the Slugfest to show some really good character arc and development, so.
1: And you yeah. mentioned the next book, that leads into one of the questions from the uh, community is how far into the greater story arc do you have the verse planned? Is this something where you take them a book at a time, or do you have the greater story arc through its conclusion already in a Bible somewhere?
0: Um, it, well, it's it's not a Bible, uh, because then I'd have to keep a Bible in a safe or something. Uh, it, it's mostly in my head, and I think it's on a piece of notebook paper somewhere.
2: Probably uh, the best uh, place to keep it right now in is in brain. your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, and, and that's, that's your incentive not to hit me, because it might fall out. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I originally had the whole story planned out. Um, you know, kind of beginning to end, uh, with about twenty-ish of the the case books like we've seen so far, and then a big old three book trilogy to kind of capstone the series. Oh, nice. Because um, um, you know, who doesn't love big old apocalyptic trilogies? Uh, I, I saw Star Wars at a formative age. It's not my fault.
1: <laughs> I blame Lucas. He, there's so many things. See, Lucas is on the list where I would just just punch him in the face. So, yeah, no hugs. You're oh, on the <laughs> you're on the good list.
2: <laughs> no hugs first.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, Although you could
2: hug him for selling the franchise. Yeah,
1: we'll see how that pans out. The whole, <laughs> I mean, he sold it to the mouse, and we'll see what the mouse does with it. Um, that's a whole other set of conversations. Yeah, I saw that second Tron movie. <laughs> see, Tron <laughs> held a really reverential place in my heart, so I don't think they could ever have met my expectations for a sequel because they were so mm-hmm. un- unbelievably high. Um, but yeah, I had the same kind of meh reaction to what they decided was worth putting on the screen. What was your, how did you, how did that strike you? Uh, the second Tron movie. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. I,
0: I, admittedly, I waited until it was not in a theater and I, I could watch it on cable. But uh, uh, it, it was a meh. I was, I was disappointed with the uh, the way confrontation was was played out uh, at the end of that. Uh, I was impressed with the technology, though, of, 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 you know, let's have a, you know, let's, let's have Jeff Bridges from 1980. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and have that character running around the entire time. I, I thought that was fairly impressive. What was? Uh, it, it gives me hope for being able to cast the 1977 Carrie Fisher as Murphy, so.
1: <laughs> Is that who you have in your mind when you picture Murphy, huh? Yeah, more or less.
2: Well, what was really good about that actually was that they were they were able to do that with the technology without really seriously putting you into the uncanny valley. It was
1: still a, a little It was off, a little
2: but creepy, but it wasn't all the way into the uncanny valley where you've got that uh, you know, your brain says this, is, brain wrong, says this, is, this is yeah, there's something broken about this. It's that right. psychological reaction people get to corpses, right? Where it's like it's close to human but it's you know, it's that sort of psychological feeling and um, a lot of animators who are trying to do photorealistic animation fall headlong, you know, into that. The what was the Beowulf movie a f- few years ago that was so creepy? Yeah, they were oh, like yeah. smack dab in the middle of the uncanny valley. It was like, I can't watch this.
1: Yeah, I, actually, I have to look away from the screen because it's making my skin crawl, <laughs> and, and not intentionally on the on the part of the creator. Um, actually, segues into a question we've got here from the community of how do you feel the environment of the movie theaters and television is for speculative fiction right now? You say worse than it's ever been great, better than it's ever been before. What you've had your foray into television in the form of the, Mm -hmm. the dearly departed and much missed uh, Dresden files, television adaptation. Um, How are you feeling about how things could go today?
0: Uh, As far as, as far as my work, as far as everybody's work, uh, a, I, I don't...
1: Either either your own work, either Codex Alera or Dresden Files making an adaptation either to film or uh, television, or just in general for the, the speculative fiction writer who wants to bring their stuff to a screen, be it small or large, is it a great time to do it, or do you think it's not as good as it once was?
0: Oh, uh, I think there's more of a chance... Uh, um for various things get tried out if only because of the way the, f- the show formats have changed from uh, um you know your standard show would have between 22 and 26 episodes a year and th- there was this massive investment in it so there was fewer overall shows uh it, i mean there's there's a better chance to get on now now that you've got the shows that are 11 or 12 episodes and they, they run that half season thing and they call that a season um uh, uh, but uh, at the same time, I, I don't think shows are any more successful than they were before. Uh, uh, I think it's something like about 5% of them actually go on to, to get like a, a second or a third season. Uh, and, and, and fewer than that manage to make it to syndication levels, uh, which I think is like five seasons now instead of 100 episodes. I, I, don't, I don't know how they're, how they're changing that.
1: They, say, they um, seem to have lowered the, the golden number from 100 to something lower where they'd be satisfied or, or willing to, to cough up the money. To at least complete a story, which makes me happy as a consumer of content, right? Uh, um, so, as far as that goes, it's okay. Um,
0: as far as if you're doing it, if you're if you're a science fiction or fantasy writer, it's probably a better time now in terms of just the the technology that they can produce effects with uh, uh, has it, it improves and continues to improve. Uh, you know special effects that you're seeing on weekly shows now are, are better than what you used to get in a lot of
1: movies no, definitely um, a good time to be a geek
0: yeah definitely as far as that goes um, uh, but at the same time the the atmosphere uh, the the business atmosphere i think is uh, considerably more toxic than it used to be um, there's very little tolerance for something that doesn't take off immediately uh, there's very little in the way of investing in something so that you'll get a payoff down the road rather than the payoff immediately right now. Right. Um, uh, uh, so if you don't have a show that just goes nuts like, like True Blood did or, or like uh, uh, Game of Thrones did, uh, it's much, much harder to to get people to, to continue investing in that show and building the audience. Uh, it almost always has to happen for... Yeah, there are still shows that do that, but... It almost my suspicion is that it those mostly happen because of behind the scenes reasons rather than because of uh, um, uh, executives making a, a conscious decision to invest the money now for the payoff later.
1: And I've, the other thing that has given me pause when watching adaptations is sometimes the adaptations stray very very far from the source material. Everything we've seen, you know, what it will eventually be called the World War Z movie. Bears little or no resemblance to the source material. One of the things I did. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, of course not, because if you want to keep it close to the source material, you have to read the book.
1: And you have to know how to read. Uh, We're talking about Hollywood here. Sorry. Um, Reading is not one of the things they much do. Yeah. Well, I was actually. I mean, when you. To what degree were you involved with the adaptation to television of Dresden Files? Were you basically here are the rights and your hands were off, or do they invite you into the process at all? Uh-I was invited into the process to a degree, but only
0: because I happened to uh, 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 to, to strike a chord with Robert Wolfe. Um, uh, I had kind of gone out and done some some, some detective work. And figured out who was gonna be working on it, and then because uh, they hadn't actually told me, but I dropped him an email and said, "Hey, is it you?" Uh, because I've I've put some various facts together. He's like, "Man, you, you're like a detective." I'm like, "Oh well, thank oh. you. <laughs> I'm just I'm just an obsessive nerd, but thank you." And
1: uh, <laughs> better to view it that so, way than the alternative.
0: Yeah, and we we hung out, and uh, you know, we talked about D and D games that we ran, and 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 he's he's basically a nerd. You know, uh, when I was visiting the show, when he wanted to chat with his wife, he would he would log on to World of Warcraft because it was easier to catch it there than on uh, uh, you know on on one of the internet messenger services. One of so, us. Uh,
1: one of yeah. us.
0: Basically, yeah. So we got on well, and uh, uh, so I mean, I, I had a little bit of input just because he'd actually read the material and liked it, and uh, because we we got on well. But I didn't have anything uh, in the way in the way of official editorial ability.
1: Yeah, of the. Uh, the kinds of adaptations I've seen, that's one of the ones that, that I enjoyed the most because they, everything, everything I saw that they changed about the universe I saw as a necessary change to make it play better on television. How did you feel about the, I mean, did you were you the kind of creator who could bring yourself to watch it and what were your re- reactions if you, when you did? Oh, the treasure files are my baby but
0: sooner or later, you know, you, you send your baby off to boarding school um, and, uh, uh, you got to understand that that things aren't going to be within your control when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I agree. I mean, all the changes they made, I understood why they made them. Uh, apparently, if if you want to, I mean, you know, if I want to destroy the city of Chicago, I can do that in in some pages, and that's fine, no big deal. But apparently, you have to pay money to do that on television. Ah, and uh, budgets. I know, right? And uh, um, it's it's it it, it was. Looking at it was, I, I could see the necessity of, of various changes that got ma- that got made. The only one I really hated, well, there were two that I didn't like, and and one was that uh, they they had Murphy look nothing like Murphy. Yes, but when I. When I visited the set, though, she was the only actor there who'd actually read the books. <laughs> so, respect. And she came up and started geeking. Yeah, and Valerie Cruz came up and, and kind of started geeking out about the books with me. And it's like, okay, I forgive you. You, you, can, uh, you can have dark hair and stuff, Valerie. I'm sure she feels validated uh, whenever she hears something like that.
1: Murphy had an accident uh, with, with hair coloring <laughs> and, 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 and ethnicity. And anyway,
2: she needed to go but, dark. That was it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but she'd actually read the books and, and the and the actress was cool. She was a real sweetheart. Um, uh, and then I was kind of... I, I, I was twitchy about how they handled Bob, but at the same time, it's like, uh, uh, well, you know, if you either have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for an animated skull, you know, every second he's on screen, or you have to get a, a puppet, like the cat on Sabrina. Can't we just make him a character? I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I don't want a puppet like the cat on
1: Sabrina. Well, the act, at least the actor's... Voice worked for me. Um, I wouldn't have needed it, to see him. It but did he...
0: indeed, and 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 he actually, by the time I'd seen three or four episodes, he'd sold me on it. Uh, uh, plus, the the actor uh, Terrence Mann was in person is just a great guy. Uh, uh, I mean, he was one of those. He's one of those people who, uh, when he's on the set of the show, he's always looking out for other people. He's always uh, uh, he always gets great respect from the from the crews that he works with, and so on. Good people. Uh, I think he did a great job.
1: So what was the thing that you just couldn't stand? Oh, the fact that you know they changed Bob the skull okay. to a person. so that was that was the one that was didn't merely bother you. Just like oh, at first you couldn't couldn't tolerate it. Right, right. But on the on the other hand, though, they made that really really cool skull. Yeah,
0: it did look very okay. awesome. So it was
1: just awesome. Yeah, great great prop piece. And they had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, they'd had all this backstory for him that never actually made it into the show. There was there were several uh, uh, scenes where you got to see his you know story back in the day uh, that it wound up getting edited out. You know, but they explained the axe wound on the skull and so on. So awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's one of those ones where you, we were talking about earlier about you know shows not getting a chance. And Dresden Files came along in the period of time where I was getting really cynical about. Oh, great, I love the show. That guarantees it's going to get the axe.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Keeps, keeps happening
1: exactly. So I try not to love shows too much early in their lives because I apparently curse them into cancellation.
0: Right, right, and 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 ironically, by doing so, make them more likely to get canceled.
1: I have uh, I have no idea what I'm supposed to really do.
0: Really, makes sense, but. Yeah.
2: So I was going to say though, one of the things that that we have seen not often, but we do see, you know, obviously very rich opportunity for stories to develop and and universes and, and, um, you know, creators to develop followings um, on the internet as well, or to take shows, I'm going to point to the Joss Whedon Firefly to Serenity example, as a person who took a, you know, a canceled after 14 episodes television show, thank you Fox. and, you know, at least was able, over time and because of the commitment of the audience, to turn it into a motion picture. At least tell and a tell part of the rest of the story. a part of the rest of the story, which I know got him his space for killing Wash on your hug than mm-hmm. punch mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do think that, that more so than at any time in our future, you do have the opportunity to build these, what I would describe in a more traditional sense, is kind of that cult following. Um, I think about Felicia Day and her mm-hmm. work um, and her television. Just basically finding, finding
1: your audience. Have you found the internet yeah. to be a, a useful tool for finding and communicating with your audience? Yeah, what, what are you
0: kidding? Of course it is. Uh, loaded question, loaded <laughs> it, question. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that's the, the most useful. Um, um, uh, uh, I had a friend, my, my friend uh, uh, Fred, who's uh, uh, in charge of Evil Hat, and he's the, he, he owns a company that's done the, the role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was establishing a, a fan site for me before I'd actually gotten any books sold, uh, and I was kind of looking at him like, "Fred, you're 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 kind of crazy. You're sort of insane." He's like, "No, man, this is this is the future. This is how you have to do it." And I'm I'm like, "Um, okay, you know, I'm going to go along with this. Uh, in in terms of, I'll show up there and like talk to people and so on, and 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 kind of you know in, invest the, the the energy in it. But I, I still think you're crazy and uh. uh as it turns out, Fred was just smarter than me. Uh, uh, Visionary. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, I mean, he already had the uh, this fan site established and, and the forums and so on, and uh, so when people started showing up there, uh, um, and, and I mean, and it did happen, you know, they would say, "Hey, I, I love your books," and, and I'd I'd you know log on and be like, "You do? Uh-huh. Oh, I guess you read it. Uh, awesome, uh, amazing. Okay, cool." Uh, yeah, I mean, early on in the, in, the, in the series, you know, when I only had a couple or three books out, you know, I, I would show up to places all the time. I'd, I'd do a signing, you know, nobody would, sh- would, would buy a book. Uh, I'd be at a convention and do a reading, nobody showed up. Uh, uh, it was, uh, that, that sort of thing was very, I mean, that's common as a writer, uh, uh, you know, when you're, when you're getting started. Um, and Telling uh, yourself
1: uh, that is one thing, experiencing it is probably, I would think, very other and, and harder to, to weather. Um, it's a it's a little discouraging. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, but um, you could find them on the internet cause they were there way for, Hey, we are, we are consuming. We want to hear more. Um, is that, exactly. does that encourage and then you? You? Can,
0: you can hang out and talk to people. And, and, uh, uh, I mean, it's, uh, y- for the one thing is it's just nice to hang out and talk to people. And, and you, you run into a lot of people who have uh, very similar interests and, and, and to, who, who kind of dig what you do. Um, and that's great. And you can talk to them, and they feel good because they think they're talking to somebody famous, and uh, 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 and you feel good because you're talking to somebody who likes, who likes likes your work. Uh, so that that all works out. But then, as it turns out, I guess they they also call that fan relations or something, because you know you you. you you actually do. You can just talk to people and, and say, "Hey, how you doing?" and, and "What do you think?" and I, I've gone to the to the website before and said, "Hey, uh, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be operating the, the the you know in the support role in the next book." and I've got several good choices that I'm, I'm not sure which one I want to go with yet. and And who would you guys like to see more of? and And run a poll. and And then I said, so "The fans say we want to see more of this character." Okay, well, sure, I'll, I'll I'll do that. I can do that. I'm I'm flexible. Um, I think what one they of the want. things that Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Give them what they want. Well, yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that people uh, uh, forget, and that sometimes even creators forget, is that artists have always, uh, historically speaking, have always needed the support of patrons. Uh, uh, now, granted, in centuries past, they would usually try and find one or two really rich patrons who would support them. Uh, uh, but these days, uh, you, 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 you've got to crowdsource your patronage. micro and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, uh, but that's really, that's who you're, you know, you're writing the, book, the books for your patrons. And uh, it's, while, while yes, uh, th- there's all kinds of concerns about artistic integrity and so on, I agree. I, I like to regard it as a creative talent, a challenge to, to write the story that I want to write while still being able to look at my audience and say, now who are they going to like hearing the story from and about? and Who are they going to like uh, uh, involved in that? And, and who do they really, really love because they're the ones who's going to get it?
1: See, I knew it. I was waiting for you to admit it, and I knew it. But I digress. Well, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not going to tell you my favorite characters then anymore. Never again. Um, now, do you employ uh, a group of beta readers as part of your process? Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh, I've got, I've got. Uh, there, the thing is, is, is. I, I kind of tend to write my 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 manuscripts on a chapter by chapter basis. I will, I will you know kind of bang on a chapter until it's done and then i'll I'll post it to the beta group and uh uh, i call it the beta asylum because they've got to be crazy because sometimes they'll get you know 11 chapters in a week and other times it'll be two weeks with with absolutely nothing
1: make sure you leave Uh, on a cliffhanger
0: they're they're left hanging on a cliffhanger yeah i mean i got a cliffhanger at the end of every chapter because uh it's what i do it's it's compulsion uh uh but the, but the, the beta asylum they they you know they give me as they go along and they'll you know they're they're much better at continuity than I ever was. Uh, um, par- par- partly that's because the series is so long and they've only had to they've only read like the one version of the series as it's gone by. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, they've only seen that final one, whereas I've seen several different draft versions, and then multiple versions that could have been in my head. And which but, one did which I publish? actually get done? And, yeah, exactly. Which way did I go with this? I, I, I thought. I mean, I thought I knew. I, 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 I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. Now you killed that character three years ago. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, and there's and there's, there's nobody named Voldemort
1: in my like, universe. No, sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. I need to, I need to check my Wikipedia more often because uh, uh, the fan Wikipedia is way better than any of my notes. You check your own wiki too much, you'll go blind. Be careful with that. Right, right. All right, so uh, the but, but I'll go there. It's like wait, wait a minute. How many kids did Michael
1: and Charity have, and what were their names in order of birth? Okay, here they are.
2: All right, uh, I can look them up really quickly. That's this a good way. one. I would not. That, uh, I would not awesome. pass that
1: one though. The, one of my favorite families in the uh, in the whole series. Now you have to go kill them, of course.
2: Well, they are kind of protected by lots and lots of angels. A little bit. Um, actually, here, character... I'll cry if you kill him, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> um, character I really enjoy, um, who has very little in terms of speaking parts, is Mouse. Ah, yes. <laughs> How can you not enjoy the giant foo dog that chose Harry? Mm-hmm. Um, and those few moments where you begin to realize his actual importance... And his levels of intelligence, and so it's it's it. He's fun. He's really fun.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, that's the
1: dog that my dog thinks he is. <laughs> that's a dog that every dog thinks they are. I am right. the great protector. Fear me. It, exactly. Exactly. And then give me so a biscuit.
2: I actually have one question, and it could be that I simply. It's been a while that since I read the book. Let me clarify. Did Mr. make it out of the apartment?
1: To be determined.
2: Yeah, we don't know uh, that
1: yet. No, actually. you, you
0: it's, it, it hasn't been not it it's, it it's been, been determined. Uh, uh, in Ghost Story, when Harry's looking in the window, okay. uh, Mr.'s at Murphy's place.
2: Oh, okay, good. All right, thank and, you. Uh, a, yeah, I, after I all, yeah, after
0: Murphy gets all, uh, gets done thrashing bad guys and so on, you know, she's snuggling Mr. in. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he's been hanging out there.
2: Excellent. That makes me happier. That's important. Yeah.
1: Because it's Mister. It's Mister. <laughs> you you have to have. You, I'm assuming you've owned a cat at some point in your life because you write a cat's Behavior total itself. total disregard for humanity very well. Oh no, no, I've observed cats. Okay, <laughs> uh, uh, but they my
0: my wife is 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 lethally allergic. Mm. Uh, like like not oh, let me go get some fresh air allergic, but uh, uh, let me grab the inhaler while you
1: call the ambulance allergic. Where's my EpiPen level of allergic? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I completely understand.
1: (laughs) I have a question here submitted by Erica, our co-host from our other show, uh, Casually Hardcore, and she sends in, uh, Mr. Butcher, during your latest book, Dresden has a severe fanboy moment when he meets Santa Claus. Who brings out the fanboy in you? Oh, uh, b- b-
0: most recently Stan Lee, ah. I guess uh, uh, I, I, I couldn't actually bring myself to go talk to Stan Lee uh, When we were, in the, we were in the green room at uh, New York Comic Con at the same time uh, uh, I was too nervous and embarrassed So my editor dragged me over and introduced me uh, on my behalf And uh, uh, Stan's a great guy and uh, he's like, "Oh, Jim Butcher! I, no, I actually I've heard of you. That's awesome, Jim. Because uh, let me tell you, Jim, I'm a I'm a big time name dropper. Now I'll be able to say I was talking to Jim Butcher the other day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Stan stands the man. He's a great guy.
1: No, we had the pleasure of having him in town here for Phoenix Comic Con uh, this past year. This pa- yeah, it was this past year. Um, and wish him all the best. It's it's stay with us as long as you can, Stan. The universe needs you." <laughs> and but he was a, a great deal of fun to have up on the on the discussion panel there and we have where was this one so what are you what are you reading today or these days
0: oh um, right now I'm on a uh, a, a paranormal uh, a paranormal kick so I'm reading and not not paranormal like paranormal fiction I'm reading paranormal nonfiction uh, uh, so I'm reading uh, werewolves of Wisconsin by by Linda Godfrey and uh, several other Bigfoot books because I've gotten into uh, when I was a kid I, I would read every Bigfoot book I could possibly find and now that finding Bigfoot is on TV and I like it I uh, 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 I'm going and reading all these Bigfoot books now. I, I love that show, Finding Bigfoot. Uh, it's such an optimistic uh, title. It's as though you he's out you there. Were, you were doing a medical show, and you it, it was as if you had called your medical show "Curing Cancer." <laughs> Yep, you know it's like finding Bigfoot, and 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 I and I dig the show, and I dig the I, I dig the investigations, and I'm really really fascinated by the people who do it because uh, these are folks that are out there, you know, seriously carrying on this investigation, despite the fact that you know 99 of the rest of the world is going to tell them you're chasing unicorns, and yet there they are out there doing it, uh, uh, and uh, you know, and and it's it's if if there's no Bigfoot, then then the people who are who are questing after him in any case are are, are just a are really fascinating case and and if there is a Bigfoot man the rest of us are going to feel stupid I would love to uh, feel that <laughs> stupid I would love and either way I, yeah I, I'm going to go on a Bigfoot expedition it's on my bucket list is to is to go uh, uh, on actual uh, to go squatching uh, so I'm gonna have to do that at some point <laughs>
1: that's a verb uh, yeah, that, it's a
0: verb I love that verb yeah we're going squatching <laughs>
2: So let That's me ask. Awesome. Not, so nothing I expected to learn today. Today I learned. <laughs> today I learned there's a new verb out there. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you. Do you also do things like ghost hunters and those sorts of shows? Um, I, know they, I know they. I know they pre. I've watched Ghost
0: Hunters uh, occasionally. Uh, I've watched it, but uh, 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 I've never really been. Uh, ghosts have never held the same interest for me that Bigfoot did, because you know Bigfoot could look in your window. Right. You know a ghost might be around, but you probably you won't even notice it.
2: I'm just picturing you know, Dresden setting off all the EMF meters in the ghost hunting party. There you go. <laughs> oh, I know! I, and Everything going wrong. Well, they don't and have enough problems. They're following him around know. because the EMF meters keep going off, and then their equipment starts to break, and then. <laughs> Dude,
0: it's all it's, it's awesome. all around him. I, I mm-hmm. think you're some kind of ghostly center. It's like, no, no, I, I was a ghost briefly. It's probably just some leftover. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that whole wizard setting off the electronics sort of thing. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hex, hex. So I'm just alone. thinking
2: this would be hilarious. Uh,
1: so that that now explains the uh, the short story, um, Bigfoot on campus. Um, <laughs> oh, for- oh, there's
0: actually a trilogy. Uh, there's uh, uh, B is for Bigfoot, and I was a teenage Bigfoot, and then Bigfoot on campus. Mm-hmm. That all deal around the same character uh, uh, that Dresden is going out to help, and and uh, um, there uh, it, it was kind of a loosely written trilogy that I did.
1: Yeah, I love kind of seeking out the, uh, especially since discovering Audible, um, a, a lot of the uh, short story kind of marketing collections that the uh, publishers put out. Um, I've discovered, you know, as as they intended, I've discovered new authors that way. Uh, but also we go, go fishing for the you know the complete Dresden verse as is salted through all those well, different we, collections.
2: Right. We, we actually absorb your work differently. I, I don't do the Audible books unless I have no choice. I, I love just to read it on the page. And, yeah, that's where
0: I am too, yeah.
2: You know, just, just let, so, because even in reading it, you can change the perception. Even in hearing it out loud, you can change the perception of how I, how I receive the information. So it gives me the most freedom um, to interpret when I read it myself, and I, I get a lot of joy out of that. Um, I was uh, in the hospital a couple of years ago when changes released and, and my husband brought me the audio version and, and in in the state that I was in, thoroughly medicated and in a lot of pain, I basically told him, this is crap, bring me the print version, now! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that got me to a Barnes and Noble. Because <clears throat> <laughs> I know what's good for me. The, yes, the, exactly. For me, it's I do audible just because for my work, I drive... All the damn time, so it is pretty much the only way I'm ever going to get this stuff. So I can say getting James Marsters to do the readings, good choice, if you had any input on that at all.
0: No, most of my input was jumping up and down.
1: (laughs) I'm having trouble picturing that, but that's a whole other story.
0: Oh no no! It's just, it's, I, I I used to do like the Snoopy dance and so on when when happy things like that happened. And then I I worked out that I was getting older and maybe I should stretch out before I do the Snoopy dance. It's it yeah. that's kind of energetic and you know you want to make sure you loosen up before you do that.
1: A
2: little bit threw oh. my back out. Expression of <laughs> joy leading dance. to
1: intense pain is not what that was supposed to be about. Ow! Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, what are you playing these days, uh, tabletop-wise, LARP-wise, or I'm not sure if you do the video game thing. Oh yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, tabletop. Uh, I am doing
0: some experimental games that I signed non-disclosure agreements about, so I can't I can't disclose them. Uh, uh, but a, uh, a, a friend of ours works for is an editor for Wizards of the Coast, and so we we are doing all kinds of experimental role play games. Excellent. Uh, so we get like new sets of rules every week and so on. I was one of the guys who got to who got to, to, to beta test D and D four, and we had to sign all all the papers about how we wouldn't talk about it and fill out our, our and then. But they also had us fill out our you know review and what we thought about it. And I right. wrote a two word review that wasn't well received. <laughs> Mm. Uh, so, you know, if you could, you know, if, you know, if you could sum up, what, what is your in, in general? What are your thoughts about D and D Fourth Edition?
1: And I wrote new Coke, and uh, oh, uh, see, I thought it was going to be like Second Edition, but okay, I, I like yours better. <laughs> yeah, just, that yeah, is awesome. New-
0: yeah, I wrote New Coke. I mean, and don't get me wrong, D&D fourth edition is is a really great game. It's just not D and D. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, it was it was just, it just seemed so far off of, of it didn't really have that feel of Dungeons and Dragons anymore, and I didn't like that. But yeah. Anyway, a, a similar reaction uh, to
1: that with the uh, when it started coming with figurines, like um, that's not what D and D was for me. Right. Uh. uh well, and, and we like playing with minis, so it wasn't a
0: big deal, but mm-hmm. um. When they kind of made it a non optional thing, it wasn't nearly as much fun. Yeah,
1: because there were always the Uh, guys who were into it to the point of, you know, I want to paint my miniatures and have everything perfect and great, go with that. Oh, yeah.
0: And that's me. Okay. Uh, But anyway, uh, so I I play that and then I run a Warhammer game that is set in my epic, epic, epic fantasy epic world. Uh, Because one day I I swear I'm going to write my giant epic, epic fantasy epic. Um,. Uh, uh, and it will be epic, and there will be epic things in it. So, Alara wasn't yeah, your giant epic fantasy epic. No, that was my that was my warm up. That was no those those books weren't long enough to be an epic epic fantasy so epic. So stretch before you writing have have books that you can kill someone with. You know, in order for <laughs> it to be a real epic fantasy,
1: you could do what Martin uh, does and and write books you can kill someone with and kill everyone in the books too.
0: Oh, right, there you go. Um, but. Uh, 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 but, but I run a warhammer game that is set in that world uh, and I, I love I love running the game in it because it forces me to expand the world so much more than I would otherwise uh, because I don't know if you know this about players but players <laughs> don't ever do what you think they're gonna do you know, <laughs> they always come up with something screwy and dumb no you can't stampede a, a herd of pigs through the sepaku ceremony why not? And say well there's there you go, you just did it. Okay, now you've ruined the entire plot. The entire campaign was based around how everybody's dad was committing seppuku and you were going to have to redeem his honor, but now we're going to have to fix it another way. No, uh, but it sort, of, it sort of forces you to do that world building, like frantically, a couple of planks ahead of their feet, you know, as they're, as they're walking along. And uh, uh, I've always found that uh, really good for me creatively. So, uh, I, you know, when I start writing these story worlds, I'll run campaigns in them just so I can start fleshing them out, and then I'll start writing.
2: As, as a player who has never been a very effective um, DM, um, I applaud you for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. I'd, I'd be the sort of person that went, then I smite you.
1: <laughs> a meteor right. falls from this guy, your character's dead forever. Next. Right. No, I've seen, uh, you know, seen DMs throw aside entire three wing binders worth of material and go, okay, we're not going to need that.
0: Right. Uh, and then I will be uh, LARPing occasionally on the weekends, and there's a couple of LARPing organizations I've been involved with. One of them is kind of a hardcore combat thing where you're allowed to, like, tackle people and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, I go to that occasionally with my nephews and let them do all the 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 all the hardcore stuff. I'll, <laughs> I'll do the calm, standing, way back, fencing stuff. Uh, and then a, a more character-driven roleplay thing. And then uh, for video games, I'm doing uh, Planetside 2, which just came out. Yes. And uh, and League of Legends, oh, uh, you're I play way player. too much League of Legends.
2: There yeah. are, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of us ended up on League of Legends after you know we kind of played around, left World of Warcraft, played around on Guild Wars 2, played around Star Wars, Old Republic, and yeah, League of Legends. Oh, a lot yeah. of people I mean, have landed there really good and, good and been pretty happy there. And- yeah, when, when the leading teams
0: are, are pulling down a million dollars in prize money and, uh, you know, guys are getting fined $30,000 for unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, in their, in their in their their championships, it's like, wow,
1: that's actually turned into a sport now. Yeah, like Riot has, has made a deliberate effort to make it esport, and I think they're for being probably the first to really pull it off on a scale, and, it's, and it seems to be maintaining. I'm like, go Riot, go. Go right. Go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it it's one of the things that uh, I'll play with my kid and his friends. Uh, uh, you know, they'll all come over and, and because, you know, they'll, they'll all be over here because I, I, we've got a bunch of computers set up downstairs. And uh, uh, so the boys will crowd into the basement and we'll settle down for League of Legends and be, and be playing that all night. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play a few rounds series. And after that, we'll get to the punchy teams. Which team do
1: we play? All right. Everybody has to have a hat.
0: Right. The old hat. Team.
1: <laughs> Who wouldn't want a hat? No, we're not, yeah, not playing. Exactly. We're not playing Team Fortress 2. What do we care about hats?
0: You know, we've got even more the all robot team, the all top hat team. You're not allowed unless you have a top hat. It's ooh, ooh that's tough.
1: Even better. Are, yeah. there, are there enough top hats to go around? We shall see. Excellent. All right, well, we've cruised straight through the period where we normally would have taken a break, so I think we'll just go for the home stretch here. Are you okay. per, are you sitting comfortably? Are you are you stretched oh, yeah. and relaxed and, you know, not going to sprain yourself for this next bit? I hope. I hope not. <laughs> this is the official Alpha Geek interviews questionnaire, uh, stolen almost in its entirety in its entirety from uh, inside the actor's studio and. Who modif-
2: stole it from? A guy in uh, some
1: guy in France. Yeah. See, it's a, it's a long tradition. Bernard Pivot. Of, of theft of content, um, <laughs> modified slightly for the uh, slightly nerdier audience and uh, guest that we uh, attend to attract here. So, Jim Butcher, what is your favorite word? Uh, uh, Favorite word? Yes. Uh,
0: I would have to say burger. Burger. Burgers. Uh, More specifically, Burger King, because that's one word. Burger King, one word? I was worried he was going to say squatching. It's a concept. (laughs) Squatching. That Sorry.
1: may be my new favorite word after
2: today.
0: <laughs> like, That's an awesome. Well, and, and it's you know, and it's also it's an adjective too because things can be squatchy. Mm-hmm. Right. Squatchy,
2: so. squatching, and and all I can say to that is it might be actually my favorite verb for the next little bit. I'm really going to have to you're, think you're gonna, about you're that. You're going to try
1: yeah. and find ways to work that into regular conversation. Aren't I'm
2: going to try and work that into my new job. This is what I have have to live with. <laughs>
1: Right. Help me. We're going squatching today. <laughs> and now you have to explain it.
2: In the Florida Everglades.
1: <laughs> right, It could be. Oh, hey, they, they
0: they they did a Florida episode not so long ago.
2: I'll have to go look it up.
1: Anybody get awesome. eaten?
0: No, no. Uh, but you know, lots of lots of eyewitnesses and stuff, and they they go out in the woods at night and scream and wait for something to scream back and and that kind of thing. This is
1: a whole new world to me.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. So we have a favorite word, which is Burger King. Burger King. All one word.
1: Yeah. And your least favorite word. Um, um, alarm. (laughs) I mean, that thing that got you up in time for the interview? Exactly that. (sighs) What turns you on that can mean creatively, spiritually, whatever? What what gets your motor running?
0: Um, probably, uh, joy. Uh, Oh, we don't have to be one-word answers, do we? No,
1: this is just go as long as you like.
0: I. I like senseless acts of of, of beauty. Uh, um, I, I like stuff like if you go look up the uh, 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 the Ode to Joy flash mob uh, that they did in, in uh, they did in France a couple of years ago. That's one of those things I can go watch, and it just makes me happy. Awesome.
1: And conversely, what turns you off? Uh. uh um
0: selfishness <laughs> people that are, uh, are, are, are focused too hard on themselves to, uh, to notice the harm they do to other people.
1: Yeah, got that. What is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been proud of?
0: Um, that would have to be fighting my way along a quarter mile, uh, long, uh, corridor side by side with my kid in a LARP event. Uh, uh, we we was there's a whole long story for it but the 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 short version is is that we had to go down this thing that was only two people wide and only two two, two people could be up up front and me and my kid were up front and just totally mauling everybody we fought and i eventually realized it was because because I taught him how to sword fight. We fight in the same style, but we fight on alternating beats. So every time he would be up attacking somebody on the high line around the shoulders, I'd be down going after knees and ankles. (laughs) And then then we would switch without needing to be told, because that was just the style we fight in. Perfection. And and, uh, uh, we... You know, we 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 totally we kicked so much ass and got to the end of that, and every, and we finished at the same time and we both put our swords away in the same motion, the samurai style thing that I learned from an actual samurai, and and uh, 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 all the people behind us just kind of stopped and started clapping. They're like, "That was cool," and I'm like, "Okay, kid, be cool." We do this fist bump, you know, where they can't see it, and I'm like, "Be cool, be cool." Like we do this every single day, you know.
1: Totally meant to do that.
2: Never let them know that that was awesome.
1: Cool, the <laughs> what is the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of?
0: Oh, oh I'm, I don't know if I have all that much shame. Um,
1: this is why we follow you. I, I, I
0: know. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I had a better answer for that. I, I kind of do my nerd thing and
1: that's that. And keep it up because the world has need of you. <laughs> what is your favorite Gadget.
0: Ooh, favorite gadget. Um, I'm going to have to go with the iPad on that one. Getting that a lot lately. I, I dig my iPad. I can use it for all kinds of stuff. I, I recent, On, on the, the most recent uh, signing tour, I, I didn't even take my laptop. I took my iPad with me, and that was more than enough entertainment in the off months. Thank you,
1: Uncle Steve.
0: Thank you, Captain Picard. <laughs> this is
1: true. Yeah. He, he was using pads way before there was yeah, an let's, iPad. Yeah.
0: Let's think, let's think Roddenberry for
1: that one. <laughs> yes, the great bird of the galaxy brought us the concept of tablet PCs. <laughs>
2: they brought us a lot more than that. Watch what's going on at MIT. You'll you see lots of stuff. I'm going to invent the replicator. There's a freaking open source
1: project out there that makes the replicator. They're on yep. version two. We're going oh, to yeah. yeah. see that CS yeah, yeah. again this have, have year. Have they
0: managed to do that yet? Have they managed to make the replicator that can replicate
1: itself? Not yet. It's okay. pretty crude that's and rudimentary, the, but they're getting there. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the quest. If it can make itself, then you have succeeded.
2: Well, I'm right. I'm just waiting for 3D printing technology to hit, you know, a real true commercial.
1: Where everyone can have. Where
2: one. everyone can, and and can make the things that they're going to use around the house or wear or do those sorts of things because of the way the the um, materials move through it. Well, that's
1: what this project foresee. Then we foresees. have the replicator. Right. <laughs> you just download the download the recipe from the internet. And make your own, Yep. right? That would be one hell of a gadget to have, Jim Butcher. What is your favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite curse word?
0: Uh, uh, uh. Oh gosh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, I I guess we'll have to go. Uh, uh, we'll have to go with "frack." I think
1: that one is that one is invaded. Our everyone's lexicon because it keeps coming up and everyone just loves to use it because it's it can be used in places where you can't use the one that it imitates, right? Yeah, what? well, and, and 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 it was way better than Felger carb, yes, too damn that- many syllables,
0: yes. You just, you just yeah, it's got to be something that you can just that you can you could just snarl before you tell your you know your 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 nephew stop focusing the tank.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: Other than my own, what profession would I like to attempt? Um, uh, I could probably play bass for somebody somewhere. Uh, uh I might be able to do that. Um, not like well, but reliably. <laughs> that's kind of the that's kind of the, about the level of musical performance I, I am good at. These... Uh, uh, I've been told many times you've got a great choir voice, <laughs> which is one of those backhanded compliments. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I could sing backup. I could sing backup vocals to somebody and and do, and do
1: and do and play bass. I can do that much. To something in music. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. What profession would you absolutely not want to participate in?
0: Uh, anything that required me to wear a tie ah right there with you I'm 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 that's the best part of it as far as I'm concerned that's the best part about my job is I don't have to wear a tie ever
1: power brother this is why I work for myself Mm. and finally if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates why the hell did you do that to Molly
0: exactly (laughs) yeah uh, 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 I guess um, uh, th- there's a more serious part of me that grew up uh, a very uh, in a very fundamentalist uh, 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 Christian home that uh, would be hoping for the for the well done
1: mm-hmm. uh, the level
0: of, of of something from God. But at the same time, you know, uh, uh, I, I'd like to have I'd like to hear him say something like, uh, "I tell you what, you need to come down and, and have sit down and have lunch with uh, with with me and Terry Pratchett."
1: <laughs> so. And explain, you know, what you, you know, where were you going with these characters? Why, why do you have have him be a disgruntled fan, Uh, uh, or a gruntled fan? (laughs) Either way, (laughs) so few people. If we have disgruntled, why don't we have gruntled?
2: Better that, better that he's a gruntled fan. You do not want God disgruntled with you.
1: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) He's already dead. What's he gonna do? Uh, But I digress. Not Uh, let you in. (laughs) So, where are you? I'm, I'm assuming you're on your. Promote cycle before you return to writing stuff down cycle. When, uh, when do you... Oh, no, no.
0: The, the writing stuff down cycle doesn't stop just because I'm you know, doing something else. Oh, you do it all. Yay.
1: <laughs> Lucky you. So what... Uh, are you on schedule for another chapter in the story in another year or so? Uh, yeah, that's the plan.
0: Um, I'm supposed to start. I'll, I'll probably start the, this next book um, um, around February, um, because the, the the book that I'm writing, working on right now, is taking a little bit longer than I had thought. So uh, I'd hope to get it done by the end of July, or this end of July, end of December. Uh, but it'll probably take me until the end of January to finish it, uh, and that's the first book in the steampunk series.
1: Ah, you have you've, you you've spoken before. Uh, you've spoken before. of Revisiting Alara with a steampunk bent—is this in that universe, or is it just taking your steampunk idea a different direction? Oh no, this is, the whole news. This is a whole new, this whole new story. Um, uh, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, I've always
0: believed uh, as a, as a writer is that um, you write your story, and then your story's done, and then you you go on to write the next story. Um, uh, I know that, that that people like a lot of people like having you know more story, more of the same story, but uh, as a writer, I don't think it's it's really good for you. Um, uh, in terms of, of, of your ability uh, I really believe that you've got to go on to, to, to new stuff and, and, and different stuff and stuff that you're not sure you can do and that's how you keep growing um, uh, so I'm taking on this ste- this whole steampunk thing and that's what's coming up next um,
1: and how do you, how uh, do you find Victorian era technology to how does that feel to you is that uncomfortable enough that it is what the, the different that you were looking for Oh, it's, it's 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 writing
0: these characters that are very different in in, in their persons than who I am uh, um, you know these are characters who are very concerned with uh, um, very concerned with propriety very concerned with with uh, behaving in the pop in the proper fashion uh, some of these characters are, are very uh, they're kind of uh, from upper stratosphere of their society characters and and being able to write them and balance them against the the, the people who haven't had the same life experiences is is um uh, 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 has been a challenge for me uh that I've been uh, as, as I've been going along um uh, on the other hand I also get to write talking cats uh, uh, and oh my god these things are monstrous they're they're, they're such horrible little bullies I love them uh, uh the cats in this particular world are are uh uh they can talk and and they've got uh, uh, something of an opposable thumb uh, uh and they have matches so they're really they're an effective mafia more or less god. you know I noticed that there are very few rodents here in this storage facility. <laughs> Would you like that to continue that way? You know, <laughs> perhaps you will leave some cream out where we can find it. <laughs> see, um,
1: I think you found your cat voice uh, very well, because right, I really enjoyed uh, Cat Sith in, in Cold Days very much. A little bit we got to see of okay, him.
0: Yeah, then you will dig uh,
1: the cats there, I guess, because
0: the, the, your Cat Sith was their, was their parent Okay. Uh, uh, when I started riding them. And, uh, um... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a whole lot of fun with the steampunk series. And when is that
1: uh, likely to see publication after you turn it over?
0: Uh, oh, there's no there's no deal with the publisher yet. I I think there probably will be, okay. um, uh, but I don't know when. Um, but that's one of those things that the that my agent is gonna is gonna call me and tell me about.
1: You're gonna give it um, to him and say, "Here, go find a home for this." Yeah, yeah, basically.
0: Uh, and I, and I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Penguin will probably want to to keep doing it. So. Uh, they, they seem to have enjoyed their relationship with me so far, and, and I don't mind them.
1: So. so what, more money? No, 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 run along. We don't need any more of that. We have plenty. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, we'll keep an eye out on... Uh, now, where where on the uh, interwebs can people find uh, your main site? So when you do announce things, like when the Steampunk novel may be coming out, and where, where can they look? Uh, they can go to wwwjim
0: Um JimButcher.com all one word got cyber squatted out from under me uh, uh, back in 1996 or so, okay. and uh, uh, they wanted an extra $300 less than 24 hours later for the name. And I'm like, 300, you, you haven't had this for 24 hours. They said, Well, we had a meeting, and so for that you want $300 more dollars. And this was the time where I was I was working, you know, part time uh, uh, IT support right. and going to school and and so on, and I had no money. I'm like, No, forget you. And I added a dash in the middle, and there it is. Uh, yeah, and there it is. Uh, uh, but anyway, jim-butcher.com uh, And we'll have uh, That's where all the official word goes um, uh, uh, You can poke me on Twitter uh, I'm longshot long shot author on Twitter And if you need to know something occasionally I Somebody will poke me on Twitter And I'll go, oh, the new book's coming out You know, blah Awesome
2: And congratulations on Cold Days Hitting number one on the New York Times list
0: Oh, thank you very, very Absolutely. much um, um, Although that's something that the readers do I don't do that, I, I just write the book
2: well, I'm, uh, the congratulations! The who, it's
1: who, awesome. Who, I mean, it's, it's y'all who are making it popular. I, I just, I just write it. Oh no, if, if you, if you wrote crap, we'd turn on you in a cold second. Believe me. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. That's
0: why, uh, you know, I keep, uh, I keep trying to write things the readers alike. Um, uh, because if I don't, they'll take my house away. There you go. It's the turn
2: yeah. see
1: to, and then there is symmetry.
2: There's, there's relationship <laughs> there. So, uh, so
1: what you're saying is we own you? Okay. Um, yeah, basically. I've always wanted mm-hmm. an author. <laughs> No, thank you very much for uh, the work you do and the uh, universes that you create uh, and allow us to come play in. Um, large chunks of our community are, are avid uh, Jim Butcher fans, uh, both from Codex Alera era and into, which was the gateway drug for many of us into the Dresden Files. Right.
0: Oh yeah, you're, you're the you're the you're the you're in the minority then. Uh, usually it was the other way around.
1: Oh, really? The, the uh, Dresden uh, would, would lead people to Alaire?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, 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 well, and I, and I think uh, uh, Lord of the Rings helped with that, too, the, when the movies came out. Ah, uh, the cover—the of the first Alera book has a Hobbit on the front. I mean, it—it it, it does. I mean, it's, there's no Hobbit or anything like a Hobbit in any of the books. But uh, if you look at the front cover, uh, uh, except for the fact that they—they they, they don't show the big hairy feet, it's a Hobbit. He's got the cloak. <laughs> he's got the sword. It's a Hob.
1: Somebody at Penguin knows marketing.
0: Yeah, evidently.
1: Let them do their thing. You just keep writing the words.
0: That's my plan. Oh yeah.
1: All right, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to spend with us here on Versus the World Radio on Alpha Geek Interviews. Thank you for having me. Oh, hey, Stop by any and just let us know who we need to kill uh, to get into the beta group, and we'll get right on that. <laughs> All right. Just don't tell anyone else, just us. See, it's our special right. agreement. I have been Todd Whitehead. my joined this episode by my lovely wife. Rebecca Whitehead. And keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com for announcements of future interviews as we schedule them. You can email us, ch at vtwproductions.com, or you can send one directly to me, gnomewise at vtwproductions.com. Check out all the fine shows on the network. You will be glad that you did. For our upcoming convention coverage, we have Alpha Geek Radio. Uh, Second week of January, we've got Consumer Electronics Show. So no shortage of fun content coming your way. And we are out of here.
0: Versus the World Productions. We're not alcoholics. We simply enjoy living in a liquid medium www.vtwproductions.com